This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 684 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Today we have Good Neighbor AJ Schaefer, his company, All Seasons Cleaning. AJ, how you doing? Doing real well this morning. How about you? I'm doing great. And uh, yeah, I guess in Florida, we need help all seasons because there's always that season of mold and mildew and stuff that just accumulates on our surfaces and windows and on and on and on. So thrilled to have you here. Help, help AJ. We need you. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, as far as like environments go for like organic growth, this is about as, as good as, as, as mold could ask for with the humidity and the heat. Uh, why do we have to share it with everyone? Jeez. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's crazy going on. I mean, yeah. just people moving down here by the, yeah, yeah. What last I heard was uh, like over a thousand a day, and it's probably grown since. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, my goodness, you keep a lot of surfaces and things clean, uh, but I'm going to let you share your story. Tell us about All Seasons Cleaning. Well, so we're we're a local company. We're not franchised, right? We've been here for um, a little over 15 years. Um, at the moment, so we have uh, five full-time technicians now, um, three vehicles out there service in Southwest Florida. Um, then we have an awesome killer uh, office administrator in Leslie at the office, um, uh, taking care of all the inbound calls and, and making some back out. And yeah, we're just we just basically specialize in cleaning anything exterior, you know. Which, as, as we talked about earlier, in this environment, there's a lot of mold and dirt that just continually shows up. So it's kind of kind of good for us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just won't go away, but it does when you guys uh, hit the scene. And uh, I'm just looking at some of your before and after photos, and you know, I, I equate what happens, I think, to our environment, like kind of weight gain or even weight loss, you know, it's like little by little it accumulates. And then, you know, we don't see it as the person gaining the weight, but like your relatives who haven't seen you in six months or two years or whatnot, they're like, well, who is that person? Right. And same thing probably with our homes, you know, you, you probably don't notice it as much because we're, we're walking on our sidewalks or, you know, whatever it is, Lanai and, you know, what's a little, what whatever you know mold or greenness here or there over time you don't really notice it but boy when i bet the the smiles on the faces of your customers once you leave and they look at the difference it's probably jaw dropping right yeah no it's it is it is kind of funny because it, it happens slow and you don't realize it's like people want sometimes for things to be spot treated and I'll tell you, that's one of the worst things you could do. Because even <laughs> even when things look clean, man, if you clean something next to it, the spot that looked clean looks awful. You know, because it does happen slowly and over time, you don't really notice it. But yeah, the the difference is, is sometimes it's crazy. People don't even know. Like some folks will buy a house, they'll own it for five years, uh, and they had no idea what color their roof was. You know, oh, and they yeah. go up and clean it, and they're like, "Oh my goodness, I had no idea my roof was even that color." So I mean, it can be. Uh, pretty extravagant the differences for sure wow wow so you name one of your services just just go through a few uh, of the different services you guys provide yeah so I mean, we do roof cleaning um we also do like uh, gutter cleans out um on the inside we also do gutter and soffit cleaning on the outside house exteriors um we'll do pavers and cement floors as well uh pavers we go a step further and we'll actually after we clean them we'll 
resand it to you know keep the integrity going um, of the paper so they don't shift as much. And then uh, mm. on top of that, we'll also put a, a color enhancing sealant because I mean the UV index down here is pretty insane. So a lot of the beautiful pavers that get installed, they get a lot of that robbed. You know they just get sun bleached, water erosion wow. happens. So so part of our our service package actually, you know, taken up a lot of steam in the past couple of months has been that like paver restoration and really bringing like life back into people's pool decks and driveways. And then we also do uh, window cleaning as well. Okay. Oh, wow. It just goes hand in hand because you, you know, yeah. you, you clean the house and get a bunch of water and everything all over it. And it just makes sense that when you're done, you, you make sure the windows are nice and see through. Otherwise it just doesn't look good. When done. <laughs> looking, looking from the inside out, it doesn't look good, you know? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's great. Well, super. So you had mentioned 15 years in business. Tell us a little bit about your journey into business and, and uh, the, the evolution to today. It's kind of like a, it's, it's kind of like a weird one, too, because um, I met the previous owner of this company uh, in 2006. Uh, I was 16 and I was working at Subway and I saw on his shirt he had uh, pressure washing and window cleaning. I had done a little bit of that with my grandma at some vacation rentals here when I was young. So I told him I had experience. I didn't, not in the, in the magnitude of what it actually is. You know, like I've cleaned some sliders, but I had never cleaned, you know, a two story building on the outside off a ladder. So that's how it initially started. So uh, he gave me a chance. And then um, I ended up starting up my own company a couple years later. And then uh, him and I got so busy, we were subbing work back and forth. So we came together in 2013 uh, and then 2020, we decided to go our separate ways. So uh, as of 2020, I'm the sole owner of all seasons. So it's a weird, it's a weird way it worked. Him and I are actually still really good friends. He's a he's a great guy, but uh, we just decided to do our own things in business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's that's life, right? Yeah, we need people who ideally, in the ideal situation, we help each other grow and and flourish, and then it's like, okay, hey, now it's time to you make a left hand turn, and he or she make a right hand turn, and Go find a different journey, right? Yeah. No, and that's yeah. what we did. And since April, um, I basically had to restart kind of over. I had half the client base, but I, I basically restarted. So it's just me in April. And uh, and since then to now, we got the the Ooh. team that I told you about. So we've been experiencing some some good rapid yeah. growth these last couple of years, even wow. with, the, with the coronavirus going on and shutting things down, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, no one told mold and mildew that uh, they're supposed to be taking a break because. Yeah, no, no. And like, I, you know, it kind of worked out for us after like the hysteria died down a little bit because everybody was home. And yeah. And and like, oh, man, I didn't realize how dirty this was. You know, <laughs> they're so busy doing life. And then uh, you get stuck there for a little while. And it's like, oh, man, a lot of this stuff could use a cleaning. So, you know, initially we took a pretty big hit. And then after that September, after Corona really came out uh, in 2020, we just, we took off like crazy, yeah. you know? Yeah. Wow, that's great. That's great. How about mis misconceptions in your industry? What do you hear that you can speak to? Um, so, I mean, there's, there's three that really stick out the most, I think. One is that it's not a skilled trade. Um, if you drive around, you'll see a lot of unskilled pressure washing <laughs> results. You know, I call them the Zorro mark, but you'll see these like uh, <laughs> carve marks in people's mm -hmm. in their driveways. Um, you'll see a lot of water damage, too, from folks hitting stuff they shouldn't. A lot of folks take a lot of pressure to wood. Um, so, I mean, the main thing is, is like folks say, oh, I'll just get a pressure washer and do it myself. And you could. You could. But chances are... Um, a lot of times you end up seeing people damage their stuff, you know, and 
I mean, that's that's probably the biggest myth is just anybody could do it. I mean, anybody can do it, but not everybody can do it right now. It takes a little bit of honing, you know, and you got to learn the skill, you know. And frankly, who the heck has time to do that? I mean, that's just, you know, it's I equate pressure washing to like cutting the grass, you know, like if I haven't done it in a while, it's it's fine and fun for the first 10 minutes or so. It's like, wow, look how good the grass looks. And I feel like I've accomplished something. But then after that, it's like, okay. It's a downward. Yeah, it's a downward. No, I need someone else to take care of this. Yeah. Mine's no, over. That, well, that's the problem too, is like what, what the average homeowner will accomplish in like two days of just yeah. like, you know, yeah. maybe it's fun for the first little bit, but eventually you're just like, man, I can't wait for this to be over. Yeah. You know, we'll, look how we'll, much more I have to do. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. And we'll, we'll accomplish that in, in two and a half hours and, and no disrespect to the homeowner, but it'll probably look a lot better. Yeah. Uh, what we did than, than what they would accomplish, you know? Yeah. I would imagine if I did it by the time I finished my area, I'd have to start all over again because it would take that much time, you know, to, to finish the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I, hey, if you don't have the right equipment too. Oh man. I just, I, I drive down, uh, you know, Del Prado all the time and, and especially the more residential streets, Chiquita. I see these folks pressure washing their driveways with a wand inch yes. by inch by inch and i just yes. man my heart goes out to him because that's uh, the that's the hard way of doing it for sure like the real hard way uh, that's great so outside of the business what are you doing for fun um i'm a I, you know what's funny is i'm about as floridian as it gets now i, I moved down here in 01 from minnesota um and now i so i'm uh i do jujitsu at black tie brazilian jujitsu um and i'm an instructor there uh, I also do a lot of free dive spear fishing, so I, I hit the Sanibel Causeway for that, and then we also go out on boats every once in a while and hit some, you know, offshore artificial reefs here and there. I drive up to Sarasota and Tampa too a lot to do that, and then I'm a beach bum, you know. So, so in the summer, one of the things that really enticed me with this the industry is that it is very seasonal. So in the summer, we tend to die off a little bit. So those activities that I like to do in my off time, uh, there's a lot of time to do that in the summer, you know? So as we start getting into like the, the July month, you know, August, like that type of, you know, you'll find me and doing those things like on the beach in the ocean, just uh, living it up Floridian style, you know? Right. Right. So I often ask when I hear we have fishermen or women, um, what the best fish story is, but it's rare that we get a spear fisherman on the show. So tell us a little bit about an adventure that comes to mind spear fishing. Well, um, I don't know, man. There's, it's just, uh, that's the awesome thing about spear fishing. You just never know what you're going to find down there. I yeah. would say probably the best experience I ever had was uh, right off of Sarasota actually. But uh, I had my daughter with me who was uh, 12 at the time. And I gave her a little mask and a snorkel and she was with a life vest sitting on top watching in the perfect visibility, cool. like 45 yeah. feet, crystal clear. You never get that in the Gulf. And we had a we had a school of spotted rays that came through. She got to see a nurse shark come through and it kind of came off the ground a little bit. And she was able to see all that from the top. And wow. then uh, I went down and shot like a nice like 26 inch you know, mangrove snapper and brought it up and she got to hold it. And it was a really cool experience. So that's not the biggest fish I ever shot or the deepest I've ever went, but that experience was just amazing yeah. to have with her. And then also just, it was a beautiful day on the Gulf that day. Yeah. Now you're, you're doing this snorkel, right? You don't have a tank on or. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's funny because it's like a church down there. So a lot of folks that it's like super quiet. 
you go down there with like a regulator and I'm scuba certified too, but you go down the regulator and tanks and a BC and everything's crinkling and, and like the fish hear that, you know, and a lot of them are yeah. like, I don't know what that is, but I'm not going to yeah. be here when it gets here. And they, 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 they get out of there, you know? So it's, wow. it's cool because you end up seeing a lot of stuff you wouldn't see because you, you, you would scare it off if you were scuba diving, yeah. you know? Now, does that, bring any uh, sharks uh, to the neighborhood when yeah all the time yeah well and we like that so typically you know <laughs> the first the first uh, fish we shoot we might just end up gutting it and bring it in because with sharks come cobia and cobia are really good so a really? lot of times you have to bring in bull sharks um, or bring in you know <sighs> different different kinds of sharks because cobia uh, are symbiotic. They like to they like to basically eat all the remnants at the shark. So typically, when you see a shark, there's there's usually a cobia around too. And so we'll oh. actually bring the sharks in and shoot the cobia off the sharks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, and I've heard. I don't know much about sharks, but bull sharks are typically ones you don't want to mess with. How how does that go? You just pet them. No, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, it's, it's I'd say that's a misconception too, though. Okay. I've been harassed by sharks. Uh, you know, they've tried to take in my fish, but I've never seen it where they actually try to attack a diver. They're like dogs. They want the treat. You know, they don't want to attack you. You're, you're too much work, you know. So oh, my God. I like to do that a lot during the summer. I, I, mean, I do it during the winter, too, but mo most during the summer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Back to the show here. Um, how about a uh, hardship life challenge, AJ? What comes to mind at a period of time that you were challenged? You got through it. And now looking back, you can say I'm better for it. I'm stronger. So if we're talking in business, I would say, you know, there was two spots that were really tough. One was right after Irma came through. Uh, mm -hmm. That was brutal because a lot of folks were rebuilding their homes, rebuilding their cages. They weren't getting stuff cleaned, you know, so we ended yeah. up going through a spell there where it was very dry with work, you know, and uh, luckily I was able to pitch in and help out a few, especially in Lehigh, you know, so we did like a big PR thing and, you know, I, I brought some burgers and hot dogs out there and we fed the people who had no electricity for weeks, you know, it's crazy wow. out there, but, but that was tough for us, you know, because I literally didn't, I don't think I did a job for like two, two to three months after Irma came through. So that was, that was rough, but, um, yeah, I feel like we definitely came stronger through that. And then obviously the Rona that came through recently, that was a tough time for us. And I actually had uh, neighbors tell that they were going to give me a bad Google review when I was pressure washing houses because I shouldn't be working during this time and all this stuff. And I, oh I would argue God. with them and say, hey, listen, I'm outside. I'm, I'm coding. I'm coding these houses with a little bit of bleach, you know, sodium hypochlorite. So, I mean. If anything, I'm not adding to it. I'm I'm, clean, I'm cleaning things, and still, I had folks that were threatening to to leave bad Google reviews because I was out there working, you know. And it it was tough, man. It was a tough time. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I boy, I could say so much there, and and not about COVID and beliefs about all that, but just you know the whole Google review system. You know, it, it's like become a weapon you know, to threaten businesses. And uh, I mean, unless you've been in business, you, no one knows how hard you work and how, you know, one knee jerk reaction review could be, can make a, a huge impact, obviously not, not in a good way. So uh, hopefully none of those actually, those threats were actually carried out. They weren't, they weren't, but that's, I mean, to your point, that's why I shut the hell up on Facebook. I don't say nothing because I have friends who own businesses who express their opinion on something and they actually went to their business page and left a bad review, you know, so yeah. I'm, I'm quiet on also, you know, what I mean? I'm not yeah. sure my opinion. I'm just like, yeah, I'm zip. 
I don't say nothing, you know, because yeah. it is. It's so easy for folks to go out there and slander you now. You know, yeah. I, I agree yeah. with that. But but I definitely came through stronger with that Corona thing because we had to get really crafty with our marketing. And yeah. we had to really reach into our database and, and make sure we touched all of our clients and and got them on the, you know, let them know we're still open. And uh, my previous loyal clients, you know, basically dragged us through that that area yeah. you know, at that, that, that tough yeah. time. So we really found out how to market, you know, through that that time. Good for you. Good for you. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about all seasons cleaning? What would that be? Um, if there was one thing, I would say that, and this is going to sound so cliche because I bet you everybody says this, but we're, we are super customer experience oriented um, to the point where not only do we check in with you, you know, before the job, during the job, but after that, Leslie, our office administrator calls you on Friday. Uh, we call them happy calls. So if you were done that past week, she calls you and she gets genuine feedback from you. Because what I've found is a lot of folks have a hard time telling the techs while they're there. They're having an issue with a service. And I've actually found a lot of really good feedback in those happy calls, good and bad, uh, that they just weren't comfortable saying. So we're, we're, we're dedicated to the customer experience so much to the point where we're going to follow up and make sure that, that even if your experience wasn't like 100%, how can we get it there next time? And then we do a weekly meeting on Tuesdays where we review all those happy calls good and bad as a team and we see how we can do those better. So just one thing I'd like everybody to know is just like, we really take that seriously. We want to make sure that, that you get the best customer experience possible from us. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. You know, one of the great aspects of the good neighbor podcast uh, in these interviews, there's a lot of great information that comes out and how to best operate a business and, you know, doing what you do on, the Fridays, the, the happy, you call them happy calls? Is that? Yeah, we, well, we assume they're going to be happy. They're not always, yeah. but most times yeah. they're happy. Yeah. That's it. We, we get what we put out there in life, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Most yeah. And, and if they're not happy, you make them happy, right? With yeah, your followers and all that. It's so, really, it's yeah. our, it's our goal, man. Cause we, uh, our, our, our business is reoccurring. So we, we don't have the luxury of just, you know, and also neighborhoods talk. So we, you know, mm. industry, you just, you can't, you can't you can't disrespect or treat clients wrong and, and expect to grow your business, you know. So we're very dedicated to that. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, AJ. I know we have listeners who want to get in touch, want to learn more. What's the best way for them to do so? Um, well, so there's, I mean, we we respond to all routes. I mean, if you if you email us at info at all seasons of uh, if you call us two three nine five four one three three two two, I mean, either one of those are good. But even if you Facebook message us or Google my business. I mean, we'll, we'll get a hold of you no matter what, you know? So the only thing I would say is my website is under construction right now. So the contact us page, uh, it, please don't, don't use that. Email us, call us, Facebook message us, but at least for another month, don't hit the contact us page on our website. Save that for later. Well, they'll be fixed soon, but not yet. All right. And for our listeners, just so you know, we're recording this uh, towards the end of March. So 2022, so uh, sometime after, we'll say sometime May 2022 onward, uh, the contact us page will be up and running. Yes. How's that? Does that give you enough time, AJ? Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is great. Well, wish you the best of luck going forward there. I appreciate it. You as well. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.